David Coughlin, you're an Irish Jesuit and you are uh, an emeritus professor in Trinity College Dublin speaking at this conference here, the International Conference on Spirituality and Professions in Waterford. We're in the hall where you were giving a talk on the development of a spirituality of scholarship and doing that from a personal perspective. You said in your talk this morning that while you were talking from a personal perspective in terms of a development of a spirituality of scholarship, that that could be applied if somebody was a midwife or a teacher or whatever their profession was. So there's a process you believe can be applied to developing a spirituality of the profession. Can you tell me what it is? By spirituality, I mean I'm connecting with the transcendent in my life, that God is at work in my life, God loves me and God has sent me I'm in this world for a purpose, and therefore I'm tuning into that. That's the simplest way of putting it. And therefore, when I look at what I do, which is at this stage of my life, I'm a scholar, I'm an academic, so I write and I teach and do research and so on, then that is a meaningful activity. And the meaning that's part of that in my spirituality is that this is what God wants me to do, and God is to be found and to be served by the activities that go with that professional work. Yeah, because you made the point that there are different levels of meaning and maybe you'd give examples of that because I think people resonated with that example that there's not just one body of meaning but very different levels even for the one experience. Yeah, well, it's a very practical life that we lead. We, we do things, we make things work, we use machines, we, we, we cook, we drive cars, we use computers. There's a very with this, we solve practical problems. So it's a very practical world. There's a whole world of theory that underpins a lot of our practical stuff. But I don't need to understand the thermodynamics of coffee in order to make a decent cup of coffee for myself. But then there's also the world of aesthetics, the world of art. I can go to concerts and listen to music. I can go to an art gallery. And I engage in a whole different way of knowing, of appreciating visuals of paintings or the uh, rhythms of music or whatever it is. And that's very different from fixing a, a leak. And then there's the realm of getting to know people. How do you relate to people? How do you work with people? How do you make friends and so on? So all these are different realms of meaning in our lives. And we move from one to the other all the time. And we, we can hold, therefore, different ways of knowing in different settings. And our knowledge of God and our knowledge of spirituality and our engagement in, in, in religion is, is another one of those realms. Yes, and you do locate um, religious experience within the, the realm of human knowing, and you talked uh, people through that. Yeah, well, see, religious, I mean, we're human beings, so I'm, I'm me, and therefore everything that goes on in my life is related to me being me. Well, that sounds like a very selfish way, wouldn't it? But me engaging with others. So my faith is not just something that's remote from who I am and how I was brought up and the schools I went to and the education I've had and the religious experiences I've had in retreats or whatever it is. So it's all me. So it's making sense of uh, who I am and who I have become in a spiritual realm of understanding as well as an intellectual realm. I mean, I could look at my education, I'd look at the degrees I've got and all that sort of stuff. That would be in a different realm of meaning. But it's all me. So I really struggle where people separate spirituality or spiritual experiences from the person that they are or the person that they become or the person they're trying to become. And the person they have become and the person they're trying to become is also a person in community, a person with family and friends and community of faith and so on. So we're not isolated individuals. So it's very concrete, really. Mm. And you made it very concrete in terms of also the authentic way then that we 
can become who we are and how we know who we are in, mm. in our authenticity. And you, you looked at Lonergan's, Bernard Lonergan, the Jesuit philosopher's theory of very simply how we know and that applies to every situation. Yeah, well, how we know is simply where things happen. Sometimes it's things we do and sometimes it's things that are done to us or there's things that we observe. Uh, we ask, what's that about? You hear a noise and you say, what was that? Oh, it sounds like the door banging or maybe it sounds as if somebody's dropped a cup or a plate. You know, and then you check out if that answer was right. Has somebody rung the doorbell or dropped a plate? And you can check out whether that's true or not. And then you can say, yeah, that's what that noise was. And you, you know. So you have the experience, then you ask the question, ask what the was question, that? Or what was that about? You give it attention. Then. And then you try to see if you're right. And if you are right, you, it may lead you to action. It may lead you to action. Or, you know, lots of time we say, so what? We move on. You know, otherwise we, we, we can't attend to absolutely everything that goes on all the time otherwise you'd never get out of bed in the morning but a lot of things we do follow up because they're important or they link into something we're thinking already or something we need to do yeah. So that interiority then that you referenced in your talk that's the kind of interiority then that we need to bring to developing a spirituality or whatever our professional work is Yeah, well as we move in now to different experiences like reading a book or praying by myself or reflecting is one set of experiences. Doing the academic work that I do is another. Being in a community, in a church, praying with other people, singing hymns, is another type of experience. So we move in and out of all those, but they all feed into each other. I think they all feed into each other. And in some ways, we're trying to make sense of that so that we, not just in a kind of a vague, theoretical kind of way, but it's all part of who I am and who I'm becoming and the decisions I have to make and the challenges I have to deal with and who knows what challenges I'll have to deal with next week. You know, when you read of people who have suddenly discovered uh, they have a terminal illness or a severe illness, they have to cope with, with that. And, you know, it's, we just, we have to move through life. Where it's, very, it's very existential, really, and very practical. Yeah, because you said that. I mean, you quoted Teilhard de Chardin. Yeah, well, he was very clear about the spirituality of his paleontology. He talks about God being at the end of his spade and his brushes. He was brushing little bones out in China in the 1930s. And it was very clear to him that God was very active in creation. And, and that fitted the kind of life he had because he was very clear from a very young age that he wanted to be a scientist. And he saw that God was asking, inviting him to be a scientist and he became a very eminent scientist. Now you go to other people and they're, they're maybe literature, they're writers or they're mystics in a they write kind of mystical poetry or something. It's a very different realm, but the same process is going on, I think. And that goes for anybody. Yeah, if you could anybody, be yeah. a bin man, which a yeah. bin woman, very important work to do. Yeah. But you could see that there could be a spirituality involved in that work if you apply this yeah. process yeah. you're talking yeah. about. And though I'm not a widely read in spirituality, but so much of what I'm aware of, anyway, of spirituality is clerical, it's monastic. And I talked to a friend of mine. Uh, some time ago and she's really struggling with I don't have time to pray and yet she's two young children and she spends the morning trying to get them out get them dressed and out to school in the morning and get breakfast done and all that and then go to work herself That's just, there's a spirituality in that it's not about being in a monastery or being in a convent or you know being a mystic and doing meditation that's very of course I'm not deploying that but uh, there's the everyday the spirituality of the everyday I think is has not been that well served, I think. But I'm ignorant on that kind of stuff. Talk to me about what you also said regarding um, the the process of um, knowing that 
It can come from the top down or the bottom up and they relate into one another in terms of developing a process of interiority that gives you this spiritual knowing. Well, see, the starting point is God. God is beyond us. God is around before I was around. And it's God who's an act. So therefore, there is a kind of a, a feed into who I am. So there's what God is saying to me and God is saying to the world and saying to the church through scripture and so on and the faith community that has been handed on, and here I am now in the latter part of the 20th century and the first part of the 21st century. So, But God's the important thing. So God is the starting point. So there's all that stuff that I know and I've learned about how God speaks to us and how God works. And then there's me trying to make sense of it. So we're meeting in the middle somewhere in some kind of way. It's not quite the way to put it, but that's essentially what's going on, that I have to uh, internalise in some ways what I read in the New Testament, how I get to know Jesus and what I, so on. And then there's me trying to make sense of it. And how I try to make sense of it is, has to do with how I know and I have to learn how I am forgiven and how I have to learn how I, what biases I have. I have to learn how I misread situations and how I do things to suit myself and all that. So that's where the, the two come together. And there's not just simply, I think, okay, I don't want to limit God now, <laughs> you know. I mean, we, we sometimes think of, you know, that God kind of is like a, like a voice comes through the light bulb or something. But actually God comes through. the Holy. For me, the Holy Spirit works through me trying to think out the ordinary things I try to think out. I think that's what, what uh, Romans 8 is about. The Spirit helps us to think things out. That's what I think the role of the Spirit is. And okay, there are mystics, there are saints who have had visions and all that kind of thing, but for most of us, it's not like that. And I'm struck by what so you then as a scholar, you're a lecturer in Trinity in business. You know, obviously you're not going in there to talk, teach theology or religion to your students. So just for you then, how does your spirituality work its way out in that everyday work that you're doing? Well, I think that's linked into the Jesuit tradition of essentially humanistic education. In the early Jesuit schools, they spent all their time teaching Greek and philosophy and that just helping people to, to think. And I see my role, especially with undergraduates, is just helping them to become who they are and to think, to realise how they make decisions, to realise how they weigh up the different kinds of experiences that they have and to become their own person, so to speak, and develop their own thinking authentically, or I don't use the word authentically, but yeah, you know, because young people are very confused. There's so much coming at them through social media and that. So how do you stand back and say, well, who am I? What's it about? What? How do I deal with all this stuff? And so on. So that's the Jesuit educational tradition. And I'm very much part of that, I think. And for you yourself, are you aware during your day? I mean, is it a reflective practice, practice for you that I'm in here lecturing but I am doing the work I'm meant to be doing and I am reflecting on this so that I, too, am doing God's work. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do that. I I tune into that in the morning when I get up before I start my day and I have all sorts of little tools for myself. I have a little slip of paper that I write things down on during the day and I reflect at night before I go to bed. So I try to stay in tune with my motivations and my orientation and so on. Yeah, very explicit about that. And 
Ignatius, founder of the Jesuits, was very clear about that, and he talked about the examine, which was really his way of saying, well, where was God this morning, and now where will God be this afternoon, and so on. I mean, it's the same kind of thing, yeah. And that's really, I suppose, what you're saying is also based on the Ignatian principle of finding God in all things, mm. that it's not that God is somewhere out somewhere else, but mm. in the concrete reality of everyday life. But as it's lived, I think what you're really saying is something more than it's not, oh, I watched that situation and then I found God in it. You're saying that the situation is where God is, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about finding God in all things. We search for God in all things, not that God's not there. I read somewhere, on God doesn't play hide-and-seek, you know. God is actually in the, the moment of any moment. And uh, so no matter what I'm doing or any more, you know, the unfolding of a day, and so some days are better than others, as it is for most people. But that's, yeah, that God is, at, God, is, God is busy in our world. People say I'm too busy to pray. Well, God is somebody who's very busy. God is one who labors. And he's working very hard, or she is working very hard for us. So we're busy together. And I think we work with God rather than work for God. We can work for God as well, of course, but we actually work with God. So it's a collaborative venture. I mean, we do, I think, I think our faith, our engagement with God is a collaborative venture, and that's what the Incarnation's about. That's what the Holy Spirit is about. We work together. And that's the difference that uh, the Incarnation made. Jesus became human. He became man. He, became, he worked on the earth so that it transforms our work on the earth. And the earth itself, perhaps. Just a final question that strikes me. Your model is is broad enough to include in the process. There are many people nowadays who say, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual, but mm. are attending to their own spiritual process. Yeah. Well, see, the religious bit or the religion bit is the social. That's the organisational bit. That's when people of the same faith or beliefs come together. So, so people have faith or they have a belief in something that's beyond themselves. It's transcendent in others. It may be, you know, a desire for a better world in some way and God doesn't come into us at all, sure. But that's, uh, I think God works through all that. Of course he does, or she does.